Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders and broker owners from across the country. Today, I'm going to be interviewing a close friend of mine, a past Omaha's elite real estate agent, and he lives just in the neighboring city of Lincoln, Nebraska. Matt Mick comes to us as the number one team in Lincoln based on 2018 numbers and number six in the entire state. Super excited to have you on the show today, Matt. How are you doing today? Dude, it's a pleasure, man. Uh, loving it. Loving Lincoln. Not too far, like an hour. A lot of people, an hour isn't really a different market for them. That's just a drive across town. So yep. really not that far. Well, and I know some of your agents probably do deals in Omaha, and I know some of my agents do deals in Lincoln, so it's close enough that we can service each other's markets. I do know we won't go any further west than Lincoln, and um, <laughs> it's been nice to have Matt and that relationship there for referrals. So let's dive right into it, Matt. Maybe just share your story of how you chose to get into the business and some of the pitfalls that you experienced your first year and then kind of your story with joining Omaha's Elite and then exiting and starting the team you're on today. Yeah, so really, you know, as a, as a young pup, as a kid, um, I had aunts and uncles that were real estate agents. Uh, my girlfriend in high school, her dad was a real estate agent. And so coming out of high school, I kind of just always wanted to be a real estate agent. So I went to college for it. Um, changed my major like nine times, ended up graduating, not with a degree. Later. Yeah. Oof. Lots of money later. Um, but then graduated like two months later, decided to go to real estate school and get my license. Uh, my aunt at that time owned her own brokerage and brought me on under her, um, was very generous with her splits and all of that, but just didn't have the structure I needed, you know, as a 24 year old kid, like having no idea what I'm, what I'm doing. So started shopping around and somebody had pointed out Omaha's Elite. Um, my number one criteria was I didn't want to be like in a geriatric facility. <laughs> um, and so they pointed me at your guys' team because you guys had a bunch of younger agents that were kind of out there killing it and crushing it at the time. And that was in June of 14. Okay. So five, six years ago now. Um, so yeah, I joined your guys' team. Uh, my first year on your team, I think I sold about 27 houses, just doing everything that you guys preached to do. Uh, then in October of 15, so a little over a year later, um, I started doing business in Lincoln and in, uh, 2016, I sold about 50 houses commuting to Lincoln back and forth, probably like the worst year of my life, having to drive hours a day just to get to where I need to sell houses. Listening to lots of the team building podcast podcasts. Oh, so much of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good back in 2016. Uh, and then moved in February of what do I have on here? 17, finally moved down to Lincoln with my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, and my daughter at the time, um, and been here ever since, um, was at Berkshire at that time. Uh, and then in December of 2017, right at the beginning of 2018, partnered up with uh, a team that was out of Remax and we left Berkshire and Remax, uh, and started really what's called Lincoln Slug Real Estate Group, which is what we are now. Um, and real quick, just so the, sh the listeners yeah. know, this is pretty unique about us. We had launched five expansion teams in 2016, um, elite worldwide, which is our coaching entity is what, who launched those. And one of the locations was Lincoln and Matt ran the Lincoln footprint for over a year. That was the year you did 50 plus transactions. 
But of course, you had a great opportunity to partner with some awesome people in Lincoln and you guys both left your brokerages to go to an indie broker who's out in Lincoln and you were number one in 12 months. So the focus today in the next 20 minutes, I really want to talk about your story, Matt, from where you launched 12 months ago and recruited the awesome team that you have. I know you guys have internal sales agents. You do really great with marketing. Of course, you've structured a lot of what I've built with Omaha's Elite and what we teach with Elite Real Estate Systems. You structured your team after that. So today, we don't want to focus on all of the things you did that we told you to do that didn't work. <laughs> For the listeners, I'd really like our focus to be all the things that you've implemented that have worked really well, kind of like as a proof of concept. And Matt is currently an Elite Real Estate Systems client of ours, um, but this is not an ERS pitch. This is more so what were the pillars that you had to implement into your business to see the results you had in 12 months? And Lincoln's a big city, you guys. It's, I mean, a couple hundred thousand people. So it's, how, yeah. many, how many houses are on the market right now in Lincoln? Do you know? Ooh, I don't know, Robin. I can tell you last year, about 5,000 homes sold in Lincoln. Okay. Um, so not a, a lot of transactions to be had. I mean, that's a, that's a big business if oh, you're yeah. even 20% of that. Yep. Yep. We sold 210 houses last year, about 50 million. And we're at 200 right now for the year um, and 45 million or so. So okay. um, on paper. Perfect. So $50 million. So there's a lot of people listening who would love to get to 50 million in production. Matt, you were not in 50 mil at 50 million when you were an agent on my team. I don't think you ever hit 50 million when you, your first year when you did expansion. So what would you say first and foremost to anybody listening who's an individual agent or has just a couple agents, what was the first big step you felt like you had to take um, in your business so that you guys would see the growth that you've now experienced today? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing was really my inability to recruit people. Um, I have a really high D personality. And so I'm really like in your face, aggressive uh, type of person. So like recruiting people, I would just overwhelm them. And that was a big reason that I partnered up with the people I did to start Lincoln Select. Um, they knew Lincoln agents, they had relationships with Lincoln agents. And so I was able to like take the knowledge I learned from you um, and bring that to them. And then their attributes was to help get recruiting. And then we could blend in um, and kind of take it from there. How many do you guys have today? Uh, so today we have 16 licensed people on the team. So two owners, two admin, and then 12 agents that work um, okay. work on the team. It's a healthy uh, team. It is, yeah. And we have six or seven that have been in the business less than six months. So we've gotten a big push adding on new agents. That's been a learning curve by itself. Mm -hmm. um, but they're starting to really crush it. The culture of the team's changed because of that, but we feel like it's changed for the better. Um, as these agents have come in, we've really just been pushing the beliefs um, that we believe will get them there, which is a lot of the stuff that you've covered, like you covered sure. ERS, with accountability and training and coaching and mentoring and systems and, and all those things. So. Yep. So we always talk about the three pillars of growing and scaling any business. Number one is always recruiting talent. So obviously agent talent and administrative talent. Number two, I have a strong belief in training that talent. What have you guys done for your training? So uh, training, we, we offer up the ERS. You guys have a platform where you guys post all of your stuff. So everyone um, has access to use that. Again, a lot of newer agents have been using that. Mm -hmm. um, but then we really follow the same training schedule you guys have. And we have a, a weekly accountability meeting as, as well as a one-on-one -on -one with each agent. Um, my partner... Uh, Jenny, who's the other owner on the team, we split the group in half basically. And so we're each responsible for half of those, have the agent's accountability. And then we train on subject matter on Wednesdays and then dialogue on Fridays um, and go through that. So we're just awesome. really on it. Uh, we've recently to help hold the agents more accountable. We have uh, a rule as far as getting leads because we have an in-house in ISA. Um, if you don't receive four out of five points on our really scorecard, 
Um, for consecutive weeks, you actually fall off of his lead rotation, so he won't schedule appointments mm-hmm. for you. And that's to help get more agents through those trainings. So it's somewhat of a gamification where you're getting points for showing up. It's interesting. I interviewed someone last week who does something really similar. And those points can then be used to obviously to generate leads. They could be used to increase splits. So I like that you're doing that to help incentivize them to go. And just to make mention for anyone that hasn't heard us talk about it, Elite Real Estate Systems offers group coaching for $97 a month to individual agents. So we have eight Uh, content rich episodes per month. And you also, as an ERS client, get access to a year's worth of content in the database. So if someone joins as an individual agent, Matt as a team leader, he pays for the team leader um, seat, which gets him a high level team leader training once a week and then gives him unlimited seats in the agent training product. So what's nice is as a team leader, you don't have to create all that content. It's already there for you and you can use it as you please. So if Matt has an agent that wants to learn more about expired listings, we have a whole training on how to get an expired listing under contract. So what are some examples of the trainings that have actually helped your team or something that they've implemented based on the trainings? Is there a story? Yeah, I mean, specifically since, again, we use all of the processes and procedures that you guys use, probably aside from just how we distribute leads, all of the trainings on there are super um, relevant, like all of, all of, which is super nice. We're not just saying, hey guys, go watch these. Like big picture training discusses exactly kind of how our model works, mm-hmm. you know, using Mojo and how to log and do stuff in Sisu and Dotloop. We use everything that's the same. Mm-hmm. So really every single video in there is awesome. I know there was one while ago about setting proper expectations having a bunch of new agents. That was a one that Jenny and I weren't able to make training that week. And so we had them like watch that Mm -hmm. Um, because as a new agent, that's the number one thing you can do is set expectations. So every video that's on there, doesn't matter if you use the systems that you use or not, all of it, it matters in some way. I think the other thing that's really unique is every Monday we give the topical training and then every Wednesday we do the dialogue that goes along with it. For example, someone might train on a listing presentation, but they never role play a listing presentation. So we would topically discuss what a listing presentation looks like on Monday. And then Wednesday we'd come back and we'd role play a listing presentation and we'd practice overcoming the objections that come up at a listing presentation. And we do this for every single topic. So if anyone listening wants more information about the agent training or the team leader training, please go out and check out more information on that at EliteRealEstateSystems.com. All right, That's Matt. So the- that we actually did that today. So we did listening presentation on Friday. We're going to go through and oh. go over the dialogue of how to present it. So it's funny they brought that up. I love it. Perfect. Third thing. So we had talked about recruiting talent. Number two um, is offering that talent continual training to help them be the best that they can be. And then the third pillar is retaining talent by offering value. And I heard a quote recently, and it said to train all of the people within your organization to leave which is what Matt did and treat all of the people in your organization never to. So obviously I didn't treat Matt nice enough, but all joking <laughs> aside, what That's Richard types Branson. Of... I have that quote right here. On my is, that his, is that a Richard Branson quote? You yeah, have it right there on your wall. Enough. Yeah. Train people well enough to, that they'll stay or leave, treat them well enough that they'll stay. What? You have it on your wall. Yeah. That's hilarious. All right. So <laughs> what are some of the things that you guys are doing, either things you've learned from us or things you've come up with on your own to help retain your agents? What type of value are you offering them? Yeah. And that's a big question because I know like, I've been at some of your events and people are like, well, how do I like, keep people on my team? Right? right. Why so would they stay? Like, Why wouldn't they go start another team? Right? Yeah. The big thing with that is value. And Ginny and I could make, Ginny, my partner, you know, we can make way more money had we just like slapped together a team and not give them anything, but our turnover and the time we've been training. So um, our first hire when we started was hiring a transaction coordinator. No brainer. I mean, everybody knows that. Um, she's hey, Jeff, Jeff's business plan.com. That's a yeah, free right rabbit there. hole. It's a my PDF and first step, hire a transaction coordinator. Yep. 
So she's awesome. We're getting pretty close that for her to go full time. Um, you know, when we get to that three to 500 mark, we're definitely gonna need her full time. Um, and then at the end of last year to, to, cause again, we had accountability, we had training, all that stuff. That's way more than anyone else is providing. Um, but at the end yeah. of last year, we hired on an ISA and I know that, you know, ISA model, you don't use, use an in-house agent model, but our ISA, um, the big thing with that is retention, those types of things, but he's doing awesome. He's averaging seven to 10 appointments a week right now that he's setting just buyer appointments. We haven't even gotten into listing stuff with yep. him yet. Um, I think so he's, I'm at another thing I think you guys have done a really great job at that I was impressed by. I haven't shared this with you yet. Very early on when you launched this team, you guys traveled together. That was impressive. So like the very first year you started, I think you guys went to Boomtown Unite. I think you went to a few other conferences together. Yep. And I know teams that travel together stay together. You can very quickly know you don't want someone part of your organization by spending <laughs> a day or two with them outside oh, yeah. of your city. So I thought that was really cool that you guys did that. Yep. And so we do that. And so one of our incentives is, of course, the team trip if people, you know, qualify for that um, at the end of the year. So our agents, if they meet certain sales quotas. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we have the ISA position. And, you know, I believe, I mean, I have some numbers here, of course, but uh, last year, 15% of the sales on our team came from team-generated business. And to this point, this year, we're at 30%. So we've doubled the amount of team business that we've handed out. You call it team business. Would that be like signs, internet leads, social media? Internet leads. Yeah. Yep. All so internet leads. Business, yeah, any any business that the team gives down, whether that's thirty percent of your deals have come from team generated leads. That'd be your ISA yeah. as well. That's him. Yep, yep. That's so great, we, dude. A third that's him. Of your that's deals. him converting more of those leads that we're paying for. Right, uh, having that so dedicated that. person. Yep. So that was a big reason we got him on. Um, the agents they just weren't making enough, enough calls to follow up and stay in touch. And then I think um, everyone listening can identify with that. That's a huge oh, yeah. struggle is getting those agents to do that. And um, I'm not yeah. going to announce it on this podcast, but we have some pretty exciting news uh, here in the com coming months regarding helping team leaders and broker owners hold their agents accountable. It's amazing to me, man. I'd love you to help challenge this mindset. But why why wouldn't brokers have a sit down with their agents at least five monthly? We do it weekly, and I believe you guys do it weekly. Why would you not sit down with someone and check in on them? Everyone sets a goal every year. Check in to make sure they're doing the activities activities necessary. Why do you think that most brokerages and teams don't implement that strategy? Now they're just not willing to buy into it. Like they, they don't believe in their agents enough, I would say, to do it. When we bring agents on, we make sure that they understand like what our culture is and that you you have to be here and do it. And most people get in the business. Because they don't want to be held that accountability. accountability. Yeah. yeah. They so don't want to be trained. They don't want to become better. You know, the Jim yeah. Rohn quote, I'll bring it up because I don't bring it up enough. Um, your level of success will never exceed your level of personal development. And Matt wouldn't be in the position he's in if he hadn't continued to invest in himself. And I watched you, Matt, after joining our team, always attending the trainings. He was very involved in the team. He'd listen to podcasts. He'd go to events. He continued to build himself. And he's now built the number one team in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's freaking awesome. Uh, Matt, if someone wants to get in touch with you, just kind of give you a shout out and thank you for being on the podcast today. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, they can just email me at matt at lincolnselect.com. Um, as easy as that right through there. Um, I'm always in front of my email, so that's no problem at all. Perfect. And if there's, um, if anyone out there is listening to this on iTunes, and even if you're not, we'd ask that you'd please go out, give us a five-star rating and give Matt a shout out for, you know, sharing his time with us. I think it's incredible, Matt, what you've been able to do in such a short amount of time. Any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? No, I mean, really just, I mean, what Jeff's doing isn't rocket science. You know, he's just developed a model that you can R&D, rip off and duplicate. Um, and if you do that and you hold yourself accountable, so holding your team accountable, that's probably the hardest thing is holding yourself accountable to doing that. That's the biggest part of why brokers and team owners don't because no one's holding them accountable to it. 
um, then you can go somewhere. There's no question about that. It's not hard. That's the thing I think was the most surprising when Kevin, my ops manager, and I went and traveled the country back in 2011, 2012. It was so simple. The things that were working for the teams that were producing in the 500s or thousands, I was like, this is easy. You generate leads, you hold them accountable, you have team meetings, you go on trips, you have fun together. Like, this sounds fun. What's the problem? And there are challenges. Obviously, it's not easy. You have to wear a lot of hats. And that's where a lot of Rainmaker agents don't know how to be the success manager, be the broker, be the marketing guy you know, all those things at the same time. And you don't have to do all of them at the same time, but you absolutely need to understand each of those roles for you then to be able to hire the right person and hold them accountable within those roles. Definitely. Yep. I'm in a lot of those roles right now. So I, yeah. You're wearing the hats. That's always tough. Yep. <laughs> yep. And a lot of people listening are wearing the hats too. And I, I will tell everyone listening, it's okay for a while, but I want everyone to be laying in bed at night going, who's the next person? What's the next role I want to stop doing and turn it over to somebody else? And I've become a freak about that in every aspect of my life. Who can I turn that over to? Who can I turn that over to? I keep the things I love to do because then I'll continue to love what I do and I get rid of all the things that I think suck. And so in time, like it's okay right now to like selling. A lot of people are like, I love selling. Okay, we'll sell as long as you love selling. But eventually, you do a couple thousand transactions, you probably won't love it as much or you'll love certain aspects of it. Turn over the things you don't love eventually. Have a plan and an exit strategy so that you're only focusing on the things that absolutely drive and your, your passion and your love for the business. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we can put a bow on this one. Yeah, it was nice. I, well, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, man, for sure. You did an awesome job. Appreciate you being here. Talk to you soon. No yep. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.